Avi on Money, 12 to 1 p.m., only on 101.9 FM. Welcome to 101.9 Chai FM. It's eight minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining us. As I mentioned earlier on in the week, today we're going to be speaking about the tax implications. Calm down. Don't crash your car just yet. Of emigration. So one thing that we all um, are afraid with is people leaving the country. They pack up. They've got a container. They uh, get their pets sorted out. But something that people don't often think about and is not top of mind is what's about my tax responsibility in the country that I'm leaving and my responsibilities in the country that I'm going to. There are many people who think, well, the moment I get on that plane, let SARS come looking for me. And from what I understand and from what our guest I think is going to explain to us, they will come looking for you. So you best get yourself sorted out. And it's like everything else in life. If you plan things correctly and you have all your ducks in a row so to speak then things should go smoothly you're on top of it you haven't got the anxiety that you don't know what's going on you might have the anxiety that you have to do certain things but at least you know what you don't know and you know what you need to do but there's no one better than John T. Leon who's a financial immigration legal specialist at financial immigration which is a division of SA sorry tax consulting SA correct John T. welcome to Chai FM Thank you very much for having me, Avi. Good. I did have an undertaking that you will behave yourself for the next 15 minutes, <laughs> even though we are talking about these very, very serious matters. <laughs> um, but, John, on a serious note, somebody gets on the plane and they just think they're leaving all their problems behind. Yes. Is that the case? That is the case the majority of the time, unfortunately. What people think. Yes, what people think. They, but, is they, that, but is that the reality? Yes, completely. People get onto a plane and they don't worry about the tax implications of, of leaving South Africa. Uh, it really is the majority of the cases that we see. But is that the right thing? Just forget about it because it'll Absolutely go away. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The SARS and South African Reserve Bank, uh, even Home Affairs, have all agreed that they want expats to formalize their immigration because they want to know where you are in the world, where you're earning money, what money you are earning, and if they are, you know, can can get tax out of you. Um, and I think the most, the most important is the common reporting standard, or CRS, um, which all the banks all over the world will now be sharing information, um, your information. So if you're working in the UK, for instance, that, that bank will start providing information to SARS in South Africa about the income you're generating or receiving into your bank account. So there's no place to hide anymore because everyone is interconnected. It's a very global world we live in now. And one thing that came out in your press release is that it will get to the stage where SARS will populate your tax return and then just send you the bill. Exactly. You won't have to go into e-filing. E-filing is going to come to you. Exactly. <laughs> Simply because all the information is going to be shared. Precisely. So what we're saying is that if someone ran a very small business over here, um, you know, not to be disparaging at all, mm. but it was a one-man electrical business. They're now going to Australia. There's no shenanigans. There's no own, owing suppliers. There's no bad debt. Just a modest family with modest income getting on the plane, going away. And their attitude is they're never going to hear the word SARS ever again. But they're not going to tell SARS that they're going. Is that the wrong thing to do? That's absolutely the wrong thing to do. Okay. So instead of focusing on the negative, let's focus on the positive. Because one thing that, you know, being Chai FM and, and, and having a, a majority Jewish uh, listenership, mm. um, Aliyah or going to Israel is something that everybody or many people aspire to. 
Um, and we know that the tax regime there is quite severe. Mm. Uh, you know, the Israelis are, might be a little bit wild and uh, <laughs> off the cuff at times, but things do run efficiently yes. in many areas. Let's go through the process. Um, I know it wasn't in the press release, but mm. we'll get to all those details sure. just now. Um, a young couple's immigrating. They've, they, they, in their early 30s, they um, have earned nicely over here. Tax is entirely up to date. Nothing's outstanding. And it's simple. Um, they both have one income. PAY is deducted and paid over. Um, at the end of the year, it's basically a zero-sum game. They don't get much back from the receiver. They don't, certainly don't have to pay in. So everything's nice and neat. What's the process? Well, we first need to look at what their intention is. Is their intention to be permanently over there in Israel, to permanently live there, make that their new home for the rest of their lives? That's the first test we need to look at. Okay, so let's play out the scenario. Okay. Well, John, we don't really know because what we want to do is we want to go. We want to have a look. Our intention is to leave. We're sending a container. So we don't have anything left here. A few things leaving at, at parents or at friends or we're not even putting stuff in storage because we don't want to... Our intention is not to come back. Okay. But are we officially emigrating? We telling that side, whether it be Israel, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, that we're coming to look with the intention to stay. Yes. So that, that intention should be sufficient to say that I'm, I have got no intention to come back to South Africa um, and I plan on living there. I don't know what the, the, the exact plans are going to be, but I don't have an intention of coming back to South right. Africa. That's, that's the first test. That is the main point with financial immigration. Um, once you've figured out that test, you can say, okay, I can therefore financially immigrate. Uh, the process would start first with uh, an initial review to look at your taxes because by far the majority of expats giving us calls tell us that their, their taxes are up to date, they've, they're compliant, they've got a good standing certificate. We have a look at them, it's not compliant. And without your taxes being compliant, you can't financially immigrate. Okay, let's nitpick here. Okay. Or as we say in our jargon, let's drill down. <laughs> um, what's the difference between being up to date and being compliant? So you, in terms of being up to date, you could be submitting your returns um, and you think everything is all right. But what often is the case is you've got expats overseas and they've got an income over there. And right. they have not been declaring that to SARS. Um, and if you're a South African resident um, and you pass the ordinary resident test, you need to um, declare your worldwide income as well as your South African source income to SARS. And the majority of people only, um, when they're out of the country, declare their South African source income and completely forget or, or maybe not forget, they intentionally don't show their, their worldwide income. So this couple's attitude is, well, we don't earn anything in South Africa anymore. We're only earning overseas, wherever that is. Why should we declare anything to SARS? Absolutely. And I think that's a, it's a very important question. Um, it goes firstly to the ordinary resident test, which is found um, in the Income Tax Act. Um, and that is, is a. Is that the 1990 something? Yeah, 1960. No, 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 not the year of the act. It's, oh. a, it's so many days in the oh, country. Yes, yes, yes. So um, that is actually, that's not the ordinary resident test. That is the 183 60 day exemption that, uh, you know, people working abroad. Um, can apply that exemption so they don't have to pay tax in South Correct. Africa. Correct, okay. Um, but yes, the, the first test for for this discussion is the ordinary resident test, which is a two-pronged test. Um, the first is also, again, your intention. Is your intention to be uh, ordinary resident in South Africa or not? Simple as that. Objective test, what is your intention? So it's a tick box, yes or no? Exactly. Right. And the second part of that test 
is um, basically actions to prove your intention. It can't just be, I have this intention. You need to somehow show that you've got that intention. Well, living in Darwin sort of shows, doesn't it? Yes, but it doesn't show that you are not intending to come back. It, it may just show that you are there for work for a period of so time. So what's the intention? My kids in school applying for jobs? Uh, absolutely, but the best, the strongest way to, to, to show your intention is to financially immigrate because then you go through a whole process with SARS and with the South African Reserve Bank to show that you don't intend coming back to South Africa and you don't intend paying taxes on your worldwide income in South Africa. Okay, how does one do that? Okay, the financial immigration process. First, you would be um, applying. You have your taxes up to date and compliant. You then apply for an a immigration tax clearance certificate through SARS. Um, once you've done that and SARS has provided you with that certificate, this is probably the most important part of the process because once SARS has given you that immigration tax clearance certificate, they've said to you, your taxes are up to date, your taxes are compliant, you no longer need to pay taxes on your worldwide income anymore. That's very important because SARS can't then just you know, at a later date, change their mind and say on the same facts, no, we, we think you are resident because they've gone through a process themselves. Where are you physically, geographically at that time? Still in South Africa? Not necessarily. Okay. Um, many of our clients are actually overseas for 5, 10, 15 years. Um, and then they realize, sure, but we're going to have to pay um, tax in South Africa. Let's financially immigrate. And what what is quite a clever way to do it is to backdate the financial immigration to the most factually correct date, which should be the date that you actually left South Africa to the other country. Um, it's a bit more complicated to do it that way than someone that's leaving now, and we do the whole process with them now. Um, okay, so this couple sitting in front of you now. Yes. They've got their visas. They've got the tickets for four weeks' time. Okay. Um, their property's been sold. They've got they they're sort of just treading water. Mm. Um, they come in jeans and slip slops because <laughs> they're not working anymore. They you know can they get that prior to leaving? Yes, absolutely. And that would be the best way to do it. Yes. So th the the best way would definitely be to do it sort of up to date as you're about to leave. Okay, let's do this process so that this can be completed while we leave. Okay. They now immigrate. They're in Israel, and then they call you and say, Chanti. You know, we've got this financial planner, but we've, we've got a bit of a problem is that he doesn't know what to do with our 13 RAs, our three life policies, a whole lot of endowments, unit trusts, share portfolio. But we don't want stuff in South Africa. We actually want all that money with us because we actually need it. How does that process then work? Okay. Um, for retirement annuities especially, uh, those – with financial immigration process, it's the only time that they allow you to remove or withdraw your full retirement annuity right. and send it overseas wherever you're going. Or you can leave it there and you can carry on paying it or whatever it may be. This, with the financial immigration process, you're able to have control over your RA uh, and decide what you want to do with it. Uh, with uh, things like unit trusts or… Well, just cash us out and transfer the money. Correct. But you must also remember there will be capital gains tax… Um, Liabilities with with things like hopefully there'll be capital gains. Hopefully you made <laughs> yes, some money. Sure, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but with retirement annuities, you need to get that. What is that? Pre the previous certificate you spoke about from SARS, the good standing one. Uh, immigration tax clearance certificate. Right. Once you've got that, can you then take that to the discoveries, liberties, momentums of the world and say, "I'm out of here." Send the money over. Before before you can do that, you go to the South African Reserve Bank. You need to go with your application through your current bank account in South Africa right. 
to the South African Reserve Bank so they can note that you have financially immigrated and you'll no longer be paying taxes in South Africa. Okay. I, I just see myself walking with the banker who's a call center into a building in the most rundown part of Victoria <laughs> Central to speak to somebody who doesn't exist. I'm being, being very facetious. Sure. <laughs> what's the process? So what, what we would actually do, we, our company facilitates which the entire process. Which is financial process, immigration, financial which immigration. is a division of, S, of tax consulting SA. That's correct. And your website address is? www.financialimmigration.co.za. Yeah, you got sweated there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me email addresses. <laughs> right, um, so your company? Yes, they facilitate the entire process. Right. So there's no, uh, there's no worry on your side. The, the admin on the client side is, is minimal. We do the entire process. We go to SARS if we need to go to SARS. We do that application. We go to your bank for you. We speak to the correct people, and they then make the application to South African Reserve Bank. You're not needed for any of that besides for signing a few documents. I need to leave a child behind as collateral. Don't <laughs> answer that question. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. Avi on money. 12 to 1 p.m. Only on 101.9. Welcome back to 101.9. Hi FM is 22 minutes past 12. Thank you so much for staying with us. If you've just joined us, we have John T. Leon in studio. John T. is a financial immigration legal specialist at a company called Financial Immigration. And they're a division of, of tax consulting essay. I don't know why I was confused those two <laughs> things. And what we've been discussing is the process of immigrating but making sure that your tax and your investments are all up to date and they're sort of able to follow you in a friendly way rather than in an irritating, non-compliant way. So, John, to just to, just to summarize, the, the most efficient way to do it is that once you've decided you're going to immigrate, even if you're not certain that you're going to stay, is get a document from SARS called a… Immigration Tax Clearance Certificate. Which basically says SARS to SARS, just get off my case. Exactly. Once you've got that as, as, as a client of financial immigration, they give it to you together with other bits and pieces and some signed documents. Correct. You then approach the Reserve Bank and say, these people are no longer living in South Africa. Their intention is to immigrate, but they would like their retirement um, investments, their retirement annuities, pensions or providence to be able to follow them where they are. Correct. Right. Um, I said facetiously before we left, um, it sounds like your clients bolted. You're doing the work. Is it a very expensive process to apply? Uh, it depends. It's not, it's not too expensive. I know sure there's a revenue stamp, I'm sure, for 16 Rand 27. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the cost is generally between 10 and 25,000 Rand, depending on your situation, of course. Uh, for instance, if it's you as a single person, with taxes that are completely up-to-date and compliant, and you haven't left yet and you're leaving now. That's the most simple case you can get, and you don't have RAs or policies or anything like that. So there's no capital gains <coughs> calculations that need to be done. So that would be the simple process, and it would be on the lower sort of end of the, uh, the price range. Then you've got clients where it's an entire family. You're, you and your wife, and you've got your kids, and you want to move your entire family there, or even more complicated you moved 10 years ago with your entire family um, and now you've realized the tax man is coming i need to financially immigrate so that makes it more complicated because then we need to backdate the entire process with the whole family uh, make sure all taxes are compliant then it becomes more complicated and therefore more expensive at the same time the last thing 
that a person wants to do once they've immigrated is deal with things that they're no longer a fay with, number one. Absolutely. Number two, that they psychologically have closed that chapter of their life over. Completely. And they can come to you and say to you, Auntie, just name the price. <laughs> and when they pick themselves off, off the floor and they've paid you in dollars, which is about $4 or something, <laughs> exactly. then, then the process will get taken care of. Absolutely, yeah. How long is – what is the process? Everything's neat and tidy. Yes. What's the – the, the, this wonderful term called SLA. What is the expected time, the service level time for the Reserve Bank to come back and say, cool, momentum, discovery, send the guy the money? Okay. Um, it varies, obviously, depending on, because we're dealing with the South African Reserve Bank and SARS government entities. Uh, but between sort of two months and on the very, very rare occasion, up to six months, if there are issues with the taxes, um, Sometimes clients don't want to go through the initial review, and we, we insist on it, but sometimes they just won't do it. And then you end up with problems down the line, which make the process take much longer. But, you know, between two and, two and three months is a, is, a good, is a good mark for the, the average. And just bear in mind, there's, there's two sayings that are legal um, sayings when it comes to tax. Number one, you're guilty until proven innocent. Correct. So just make sure you do things correctly. Yes. And number two, nothing prescribes. Nothing disappears. If I bash your car and you don't sue me for three years and you come uh, three years and six months later, say, John T, looking very rusted, things should sort it out. Not my problem anymore because it's prescribed. There's no Correct. longer a legal hold on me because you've done nothing. Uh, um, I had a case recently where, where a colleague um, was doing his taxes for 2018. Mm. And SARS turned around and said to him, um, can you just pay us the PAYE on your staff that you owe us in 2002? Sherbet. <laughs> now, being the CA that he is and maybe a little bit anal when it comes to record keeping, yeah. he pulled out the invoice, proof of payment, and proof of acknowledgement from 2002. Sure. And he said it to SARS. Good for him. Which is a bit <laughs> of a worry because there was no case. You know… <laughs> So best keep the records and, and, and get everything done. Keep as many records as you can uh, for as long as you can. It, it can be a bit of a mission, but, you know, to, to protect yourself in the long run, keep, keep your records because SARS can come knocking at any time. And they seem to do that, come knocking at any time. So just be aware and make sure that you've got your records in, in check. Okay. Now our clients go overseas and they go to Israel. And the six-day week is just not for them. They're, they're, they're finding the culture a little bit rough. And, you know, the lady asked very politely in the store for something. And the the person behind the counter wasn't exactly polite back. And they decide, now they're out of here. And the kids are finding it difficult in school. And they go off to Perth, Australia. Okay. Um, but on the way, they stopped off in uh, Wellington in New Zealand because they thought, you know, they'll try it there. And they were there for six months, and then they went. In other words, they've got a bit of a trail. Yeah. Meantime, they've kept in touch with you, and you've been working on them. The fact that the f they have moved to three different countries, does that change the status quo? No, not at all. As long as you're not coming back to South Africa to, to live. Oh, they can't make a holiday twice in the in-between. Holiday's fine. Once you okay. financially immigrate, you can come back to South Africa as much as you like, as long as it's not your permanent intention to be there. A, a, a tongue-in-cheek question, but mm. I, I think it is reality. I know every time I go through passport control, it just this flash goes through my mind. 
I'm up to date, eh? My tax is done. I don't have to worry. <laughs> so the, the, the gum chewing, half sleeping customs official behind the counter yes. is not going to suddenly perk up when he sees my name on the screen. No. <laughs> um, but, um, the, the, this, this, this couple has immigrated and they, they come back. There's nothing to worry about. They don't have to worry about coming back that they're going to separate the husband and put him in a little cage and keep him there until he pays his taxes. Is this before or after financial immigration? In the process. In the process. Um, in the process, you should be absolutely fine. And after? After, you've got nothing to worry exactly. about. Exactly. Absolutely nothing to worry about. You are therefore, so as I said, you are compliant. You're fine. You don't owe us anything. Not to worry. The only type problem you'll have is if you do have uh, South African source income, you'll still need to declare that. Okay. So let's play that scenario again. Okay. So this couple's now in Perth and the husband gets a consulting job from his old company in South Africa they don't have a foreign base. They only have a South African office. And he's consulting via email, via Skype. He never has to come into the country. But they're paying him in rands into the bank account that you guys have helped him to keep open. And the bank then converts it and sends it over into Australian dollars to him every month. The company's deducting PAYE here. He still needs to submit a tax return. Yeah, well, the, the company would be you know, submitting the... Was it IRP five? Correct. Um, on behalf of him, because that's you know legislation. A company must withhold taxes and, and do that. So there, he will need to. He's got South African source income in that instance, and he'll, he'll need to submit every year um, and make sure that's compliant as well. Even though he's now in Australia. Yes. Okay. Would you guys handle that for him? Absolutely. So you do the tax return, and he'll just simply get an email from you. Hi, so and so. This is John T here. I never call you unless you owe SARS some money. <laughs> But apparently you underpaid tax. Please can you send us $5 so we can pay the 20000 rand tax bill? <laughs> Precisely. Okay, so you'd handle all that? Yes. And I mean, the, the financial immigration being a division of tax consulting, tax consulting is quite a big company with, a, with different branches in it. We've got tax consultants and tax attorneys and uh, remuneration specialists, and then we've got the financial immigration guys. Um, so – it's sort of an all-round service. So if I'm unable to deal with something specifically tax-related, we've got the tax consultants or the, the tax attorneys that can sort those issues out if it gets more complex. That's what I was going to now because we're halfway through the show, but we actually haven't discussed who you guys are. <laughs> so let me give you a free punt here, especially as you stepped all the way from Bryanston. <laughs> um, just tell us a little bit about Tax Consulting SA, about your division, the services that are provided, who's it aimed at, etc. Okay. Um, Tax Consulting South Africa, we've got Financial Immigration, which is my part of my team, the team that I'm in. We've got the tax attorneys, we've got the tax consultants, we've got remuneration specialists, um, we've got CAs and all the rest. And we basically try to provide an all-round service um, from every aspect possible, <laughs> every aspect that, that makes sense. Um, and sort of my team deals with Financial Immigration specifically and also has to deal with some t tax implications or tax leg legalities um, then we've got the tax attorneys who deal specifically with very complex uh, tax issues and are often fighting with SARS and always winning <laughs> thank goodness um, and then the tax consultants which do your your returns and uh, you know the standard tax work that we have is anybody too small for you Absolutely, on the tax side? Absolutely not. So a lady who's really just has to submit a tax return, um, maybe not because she earns enough, 
but because she's got a child who's in a special needs school and therefore gets a tax deduction, mm, mm. in order to get the tax deduction, she needs to submit a tax Correct. return. You guys would help her with that. Of course. All the way to the chap who's got multiple companies, multiple sources of income, um, and sort of has ignored SARS, like most politicians yes. do, for, for, for a long time, and now has decided, you know, he's a little bit tired of looking over his shoulder. His picture is the cryptos have now gone. Yes. <laughs> and that's, so that era seems to have come to an end. Yes. But just on that note, and I, and I said that facetiously, but on a serious note, well, this is the beauty about South Africa. We've been through the most horrendous last couple of years. Um, and I think if we had to have discussed this 10 years ago and come up with the worst Halloween story yet we could come up with, no one would have gone there. No one would have thought that we would have sunk so low. Yeah. But yet the resilience of the individual in the country, the fact that our institutions are independent, the fact that they're run on the whole by people of integrity yes. has allowed us to come through that as average South Africans. Yes. Not unscathed because everybody was affected, but our institutions are still there. So if you think that SARS is just another corrupt department that you can just sort of stuff around with, you have another thing coming. Absolutely. You are completely wrong. SARS will find you and they will get the taxes that are owed to them. Absolutely. You know, there's something that that's often said that uh, tax avoidance is a crime. But paying too much tax is a bigger crime. <laughs> so just do it correctly and yes. do it up front. And something I just, as an aside, you know, I'm seeing a lot of advertising on the, on the highways and a lot of mm-hmm. billboards and SARS is advertising and the facetious comments that go around is yes, it's tax your end and day below collection and they need collection. Yes. But I, my feeling, and I've got nothing to corroborate this in, in evidence, is that just having been a taxpayer for many, many years and watch how it's got more and more and more stringent and how the verification process has become more and more onerous, mm. is that the fraud levels obviously have increased. As that many more, there's a bigger tax base, number one. Yes. And there's more people trying to juke the system of course. than there were before. Yes. I agree completely with that. I also have nothing to corroborate it, but I agree completely. And that's why SARS has uh, sort of gotten so much so much more strict with everything. Um, and they're looking for any, any way to get any extra tax. And that's why we look at the uh, March 2020 amendment to the tax laws, which says if you're an expat, um, you'll be paying 45% if you earn over a million rand, which if you're working in the UK or America, you earn over a million rand very easily with the exchange rate. Correct. So, you know, we've, we're coming to a, a point where we need to we need to formalize your immigration. Otherwise, you're going to have a huge tax implication. So just to paint that scenario, let's mm. say you earn a million rand. In other words, you had a 45% tax bracket. But the equivalent tax overseas is not 45%. Let's say 30%. Mm. So they deduct 30% on that side. And you think, well, I'm scot-free now. I'm done it. I've paid my tax. Yeah. Everything is good. And you very uh, proudly declare to, <laughs> to SARS what you've earned, but you haven't done the immigration process and you haven't done things. SARS says, well, that's wonderful. I'm so happy that you're given the queen and crown 30%. <laughs> but uh, SARS would like the other 15%. Exactly. And now all of a sudden you're paying tax again. So it almost feels like a double taxation. Yes. But all it is is you've paid tax short. Yes, correct. So rather pay Tax Consulting SA, their fee, yes. and save yourself the extra 15% that you will pay one way or another. Correct. Absolutely. You don't want to have to be, uh, I mean, just from an admin point of view, you don't want to have to be dealing with having to do your taxes in South Africa and another country when you've left South Africa behind. For me, I think that's the, one of the biggest things, having to keep on looking back 
and having to deal with SARS and an institution that's not always very efficient um, and worrying about the taxes and if you've done it correctly. Try and have a clean cut with South Africa in terms of um, your fiscal or your tax uh, implications and and move on to your, your country and pay your taxes there. In your experience, if things are done correctly, in other words, every process is followed, um, the correct amount of lead time is given, documents are supplied timelessly, correctly, fully. Yeah. Does SARS go out the way to frustrate the process or is it just a bureaucratic system that takes time but the intention is to help? Uh, I think I think it's sort of somewhere in the middle. Um, obviously, SARS doesn't want people going away because they're losing some, some tax money. But at the same time, they, they themselves have said we need to formalize this process. So they want to have this done properly so that they have a better understanding of who should be paying tax and who shouldn't. And it takes you know, workload off of them in the long run. So I think it's, it's in the middle of, of both being very helpful and also dragging their feet and making it difficult. And again, it, it comes back to what we said before. Do yourself a favor. Get a professional to do it. You know, people often, when they do up the world, do the worlds, they put an executor. Mm. I don't know, my brother's going to be my executor. What does your <laughs> brother do? Um, my, my brother is, a, I don't know, he's an actuary. A very clever guy, but has he ever wound up in a state? Exactly. <laughs> no, but what's the difference? He'll just get someone to do it. I said, that's exactly the point. He'll go to a friend, he'll look at their state, he'll do the calculation in his head, and for the 15,000 rand, he's not going to break himself to do that. And all that happens is that your brother's inefficient. The friend is not efficient because there's nothing in it for him. Yes. And all of a sudden, that's why it takes forever to wind up. Rather, go to somebody who looks at the fee as a fee. Yes. One of many. And the intention is to get in as quickly as possible. Yes. And just get it wound up. Make your brother co-executive for sure. So that you can get documents. The family can be kept in the loop. Da, da, da. But don't frustrate it by being silly. Just get the right people to do the yes. right job. If you're going to get your ass tested, don't go get your cousins an ENT because it's not going to help. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, you, you want to go to a company like Financial Immigration. Their main purpose is to do this process on your behalf. They don't want to spend a lot of time um, over months and months getting it done. They want to do it efficiently and want to do it right the first time around um, so that we don't have any issues. That's the whole reason for that we do an initial review on your taxes, first of all, so that there can be no issues. Um, and once that happens, we are you know, good to go and the process is, is generally very smooth. And Johnny, let's take a quick break. But um, sure. when I come back, um, one of the issues I want to discuss is the difference between audit and verification. Um, because we use that audit term very, oh, I've been audited by SARS. But what I've read from your press release is that that's not actually an audit. That is a verification. Audit, when you're being audited, you know you're being audited. Yes. <laughs> let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. Avi on money. 12 to 1 p.m. Only on 101.9. Hi, FM. Welcome back to 101.9 Chai FM. It's 20 minutes, nearly 19 minutes to one. Thank you so much for staying with us. John, I don't usually say to the hour. I usually <laughs> say, I say to the hour, not to one, because the show's replayed many times. Okay. Um, but um, what we're discussing is immigration and the matters relating to tax, to SARS, to your insurance policies, and the process of getting it done. We're not discussing what immigration agency to use and what shipping company to use and what school to send your kids to. Those things are top of mind. But what you tend to not worry about is, oh, I need to sort things out with SARS. I need to get my stuff out the country. And that's what 
um, Financial Immigration, which is a division of Tax Consulting SA, I've got it right, <laughs> um, is there to do for you. You've come here and you're quite relaxed, quite informal. If a couple had to walk into your office, is it the same sort of um, atmosphere or is it a very uptight and they come with all the documents and <laughs> there's a very stiff neck chap sitting across the desk? Or are you there to help? Is it just to facilitate the process? Absolutely. So we're a very professional company that does it right, but. So no slip stops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but absolutely, we are very relaxed. We want the client to be relaxed because then they give us all the information we need without trying to hide anything which they would normally be hiding from SARS for, for instance. Um, and me being an attorney, there's the attorney-client privilege that you know I'm able to offer to clients so that we can discuss things very openly um, and very relaxed so that we can get everything out on the table to make the best action plan going forward. So the client can come in with all the skeletons, put them on the table, so, John T., this is everything. Yes. Well, everything that you need to know about. <laughs> and advise us. Correct. You know, we, we're not holding anything back. We're not going to feed it to you, you know, in a, on an ad hoc basis. <laughs> and we're seeing how you, your eyebrows go up or down. <laughs> Here's everything. Let us know. What we want to do is get on that plane, pay you your fee, and have no worries. Correct. Sorry to use the Australian thing, but <laughs> that, that's basically it. So you said roughly 20, 10, 20, 30,000 rand up front just to get everything done. Is a client going to get this phone call to say, hi, Tony, how's it going? I hope everything's lucky in <laughs> Australia. Let's just want to let you know that we got a letter from SARS, so we're going to charge you four grand for that. We responded. That's another eight grand. You know, while I was responding, I knocked over my coffee. That's another six grand <laughs> fifty. Da, da, da. Or... Do they pay up front and then there are certain things that they are aware that they will have to pay going Absolutely. forward? Absolutely. We make them make all clients aware of the, the fees up front. Um, the first fee being the initial review is generally 1,800 Rand plus VAT per applicant. So if you've got a husband and a wife going, you'll need to do for both of them. So get in, guys. You've got about, I don't know, what's a couple of days before the VAT <laughs> price goes up. Uh, and then after that, we, uh, after doing the initial review, we're able to properly quote you on Financial what does review mean? What are you looking for? We're looking at their taxes to check the compliance status of it, um, checking if they have uh, been declaring their worldwide income, which most people are not, and that's generally where we find the problem. Well, most people wish they had that problem. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> um, so, yes, we, we start with initial review, then we're able to quote you with financial immigration, um, and that process between sort of ten to 25,000 rand, depending on the circumstances right. as discussed earlier. Um, and then there's the fee, depending on whether your taxes are compliant or not. We need to get your taxes compliant. So therefore, we would then introduce you to one of our tax consultants and say, you know, please speak to the clients and advise them what they need to be doing and how much you will charge to do it, if anything. On that note, I've got an SMS that's coming through now. Mm. Would you work with the client's existing tax practitioner? Absolutely. We do all the time. So, Lord, I, don't, I like working with, with Peter. He's a great guy. looked after us forever. But he doesn't do this type of work. Can you, can you work? So you'll work with him and not say, no, no, we need to do everything in-house. No, definitely not. We actually often have um, the client's tax practitioner coming in for the meeting as well because they often know what information we're looking for and able to speak to us on a level that we both understand, um, which often the client doesn't know the terminology or doesn't know what they should be sh so show, showing us. So we're going to get a broken telephone scenario. Exactly. Um, John T. wants that, that form that uh, I don't know what it's called, the one with the SARS on the top. <laughs> and in the meantime, the tax consultant says, please can I have your Wi-Fi code. Let me send you 
go on e-filing, exactly. I'll send you everything right away. That saves three, four weeks exactly. just there. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's quite quite common actually to have the tax tax advisor, tax consultant of the client to sort of join in the proceedings, if you want to call them that, just to get everything running smoothly. What from your side, from a company side, are the biggest frustrations? Um, you know that you're dealing with. Let's say a young couple who's now finally ended up in Perth. They've been a dream client. They've communicated. They've been open. Information flows flows freely. What would your, you know, you'd walk into your to your office and you'd see a secretary sitting there with like this look on her face, like she's about to rip someone's head off, and you say to her, "What's wrong?" She says, "This couple's driving me insane," and it's not their fault. What things would typically frustrate you? I think the the biggest issue, or one of the biggest issues that that we're facing, is that clients are of the opinion that their taxes are up to date and compliant. Um, they think they know the law. They think that because they've been given something from SARS that everything is great and we don't need to worry and we can just go ahead. And really the majority of the time that's not the case. And clients can be very adamant that they are fine and they don't want the initial review and they don't want you to be looking at their taxes in South Africa or going onto their profile. And that it becomes a very big problem because if we go ahead, we'll probably find a problem down the road and it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost you um, and it's going to slow down the, the process drastically. You know, it's almost as like you decide you go to a specialist. The point is to go to your GP first. Just check that that pain in your chest isn't just terrible indigestion, <laughs> yeah. and you aren't having a heart attack. Yes, because you'll end up going to the to to the cardiologist. You'll pay for that flipping appointment. He'll send you back to the GP, and you'll pay for a second one. Exactly. Rather just do the process correctly. Yes, just follow the process as we've set it out, because it's there for a reason. Checks and balances to make sure that the process runs smoothly. Do you guys run workshops? Do you have, you know, if there's any people listening to our show today, which they are, hopefully, mm, yes. and they sit around the table on Friday night and they're chatting and they say, that was a very, very interesting thing. But we are thinking about it because it's always back of mind. Maybe it's a little bit more prominent at the moment. And could they come in just for a consult, just to say, listen here, this is what we're sort of thinking. What's what's the process? Would it work that way? Yes. I'm very happy to do consults with clients. Um, what actually is the most common thing is because most of our clients are actually overseas. So we have consults over the phone or on Skype. And that's the way it works. So it's yeah. straightforward. They come in and it. Okay, John D, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up. There's one or two SMS questions come through. I'll let you know. Avi on money. 12 to 1 p.m. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's 10 minutes to the hour. John T, we're out of time. I can't say that I remember the last time I had such an easy-flowing interview <laughs> with an attorney <laughs> who's not wearing a tie or a jacket, just to let you know. Um, and what I'm excited about is that I get asked all the time, and for some reason, I actually never really knew where to turn. Mm. I've always told clients that are emigrating, once you emigrate or thought, start thinking about it, you automatically become part of this little private club, <laughs> and everybody speaks to each other, yes. and there's Facebook pages, and da-da-da, and they will tell you where to go. But before you even get there, you people should come to you, and I'm actually recommending, I'm not giving advice, but I'm recommending, go and sit down. Have a consult. Look, bargain a little bit. It is high FM after all. And maybe try to get a, just like a free consult up front just to understand what you are in for. Because there's nothing more liberating than when your taxes are up to date <laughs> or that you know 
that SARS is not on your case. Absolutely. But there's nothing more niggling than knowing I haven't done it. I'm not up to date. I got away with it. How long am I going to get away with it? But if you guys are handling it, then it's being handled. And SARS also sees correspondence. So long as they see that someone's dealing with exactly. it. Exactly. All of a sudden, you're not ducking and diving. Yes. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a very, very good point, actually. Um, you know, if you want to create a paper, tra- paper trail of you trying to do the right thing, you formalizing your process, uh, your immigration, um, making sure your taxes are up to date, SARS wants to see that, and that goes a long way if trouble has to come. Something that someone's just put on the SMS line is, would you be able to give some advice about tax consultants on the other side? Do you have associations or relationships with a firm of, a, of, of accountants or tax practitioners in Australia, in England, in Israel, wherever it is, so people don't just get there and start like going through the yellow pages, so to speak, looking <laughs> for accountants. Um, we do have certain contacts um, at, in different countries around the world. Um, we don't have other offices in those countries, but we do have contacts that we can put people in touch with. So it's really a turnkey operation. You come in there, you pay your money, you get peace of mind, everything's going to sort it, sort it out. The person's able to speak to you or the, the, whoever it is, and put everything on the table, and you can sift through as to what's material, what's exactly. immaterial, what, thank you for sharing us, but I didn't need to know yeah. what you had for breakfast <laughs> yesterday. Um, and by the way, that thing that you just sort of flippantly mentioned, you, you need to pay some tax on yes. that, please. Yes, I know that extra lessons. You know, you were earning quite a lot of money. <laughs> Let's just sort of kosher that thing quickly yes. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and that's actually quite often the case when people don't even realize um, – that, that income or whatever it may be is 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 very important to SARS. And they think, no, no, that's just something on the side. It doesn't matter. But actually, most of the time it does matter and it matters a lot. Fantastic. John, you did give it out in the middle of the show, but please just give out your contact details for Tax Consulting SA and maybe more specifically your division, Financial Immigration. Okay, sure. You can uh, email us on contact at financialimmigration.co.za. That's immigration with an E. <laughs> um, or my email address direct is johnty, J-O-N-T-Y, at financialimmigration.co.za. And just in case any of you are wondering, there is no political connection Connection between John T. Leon and any other politician you might think, like, I don't know, Missy Mayamani, maybe. <laughs> but uh, let's just get that all, 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 out there in the air. But, John T., thank you for coming in. Thank you. Um, and I think we've added a lot of value to a lot of people today. I'm in the financial services game every day, and a lot of the questions I asked are questions that I hear all the time from clients, and all that all of a sudden happens is that they go very quiet, and then we just start seeing movement on, on the investments, and then they disappear. <laughs> and it's really nice to know what happens and how it happens, and that there are a, there's a local company that is reputable, that can handle everything without having to go overseas, and then have the dilemma as to how to do yes. it. Great. Well, Jonty, thank you for coming in. Thank you very thank much Thank you me, to uh, Michelle Tate for putting the show together. Um, and thank everybody for listening. And we will speak to you next week. Have a great week. Travel safe.